0: Hello attractive listeners, thanks for tuning in, it's Matt Loon here, your somewhat less attractive host of That's The Issue, bringing you a little disclaimer before the show starts. Uh, Unfortunately this episode is a little shorter than usual and that's down to the two words every podcaster hates, technical difficulties. Mwah, mwah. So our chat with our guest this week got cut down in its prime but I've salvaged the majority of the show and it's still a lot of fun to listen to, I hope you'll agree. So, apologies for the slightly abrupt end to the conversation. Uh, about fifteen minutes in, uh, but I'll style out the ending in order to make the best of the situation. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to your
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4. Is it episode 4? Yeah, it's episode 4. Um, yep. uh, That's yep. the issue. I screwed myself over with a zero episode. Like, I really never <laughs> should have done that. <laughs> right from the start, I screwed myself over. Welcome to episode 4 of That's the Issue. Uh, this is the only comic book podcast that gets to know you through the issues that you love. Uh, my name is Matt Lou and I am joined, uh, as always, by my co-host Wes Messer. Wes, good evening. Good evening, how you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, not too bad on this, then, Not too bad at all. Good. And we're also joined right from the get-go um, by our friend uh, from Rhymes with Geek Days. Uh, she's a writer, she's a uh, letterer, she's an artist, um, and she also writes for Comicocity now. Uh, it is Nikki. Welcome to the show, Nikki.
1: Hey, hey. Thanks for having me.
0: Was that a good enough introduction, do you think?
1: I think that was perfect. Shall it was, I add some kind of fanfare music? Yeah, it was it was cooler than uh, than I think I actually am. So it's a,
0: good, it's a good intro. You gave her an excellent intro, good sir. I thought that was quite good. It was all, it was better than, you know, and also Nikki's here. Oh, hi, Nikki. And also
2: Nikki's and also
0: here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hi. Uh, Eeyore's uh. in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, here comes Eeyore. <laughs> so welcome to the show now you um as i say you've known us from our days on rhymes with geek but do you and wes go back further than that or have you just Ooh, known each other since know,
1: right from the get-go at rhymes with geek i was it was the very first like comic book endeavor i took on and i had no clue how to set up reviews in the in the uh blog and no clue how to do any of that and and wes just kind of jumped in and and uh helped me out like the kind gentleman that he is so
0: He's so helpful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this, is, I, this is not yeah. always loving.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, putting a stop to yeah. that right now. Thanks for making me teary-eyed right from the
1: start. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I it was awesome because I I it was kind of like funny because it was like the first time I ever gotten to do anything like that like kind of get someone set up because like when when a uh, comics trucks was went over from from Joomla the WordPress, Jess pretty much said, Wes, you're, you're helping. Wes, could you help him out? Sure. No problem. So I was kind of like helping like two, three different writers out with getting WordPress glitches together and then doing all this stuff. So like getting, helping Nikki out was kind of like, I was like, ah, this feels nice to help someone out. I, I, I missed this. This was fun. It, it was kind of fun just getting you set up there. How you've developed, Nikki? How you've gone? You've gone from like you become like this awesome letterer. You have become. You started doing really cool art stuff. You've been doing awesome work in comicocity. I'm like, I'm proud of Nikki. Nikki's <laughs> awesome.
1: As uh, I appreciate that. As, as my my partner says, uh, comics have consumed my life and turned me into a new person. So
0: <laughs> that's a that's good. That's cool. Take.
1: All, cool. all big, you cool. know, Rhymes with Geek, though, was a big was a big step in that. I mean, the people there were so awesome. and It was kind of a great first foray into everything because, you know, uh, Wes, you were so great right away. And, and I had fun doing, you know, the few things that we got to do together, Matt, with the, um, you know, getting to know the comic book characters and stuff like that. And
0: yeah, um, that was cool. It was
1: good times. Good times.
0: And you two have done a podcast together as well.
2: <laughs> one
1: episode.
0: We you have a history. Yeah,
1: yeah, we did like one episode of
2: it. And it just kind of was like, okay, well, okay, that ended. Um, shoot.
1: The, uh, I, the editing is a bit too much for me. So I don't know how yeah. you did that. So. And it's I, a
0: lot. And I, it is a editing, lot.
2: So editing is a lot. So I, cause I was like, so I, under, so I kind of like, okay, okay, no big deal. And then we just kind of... And I have, like the, like, the last podcast. I did, like, little guest spots here and there. Like, I always say, I always, like, kind of, like, I really wasn't hunting for another podcast, too. I just kind of was, like, guesting and whatever. And then this is how this podcast works out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what? Matt's messaging me on Facebook. Hey, Wes, want to do a podcast? Yeah. Oh. I know. Okay. And I know, just... <laughs> that's how it like, I feel like okay. I
0: feel like the editing part is the worst part of it for me like this is obviously the fun part and then the editing which is a nightmare and then <laughs> posting it up on the on the internet and advertising it and telling people hey come listen you know that's that's fine I'll get to chat with people but the editing I feel like I think every episode starts off the editing's really good and then about halfway through it's just like yeah these long pauses that's fine uh the you know (laughs) anything yeah it's great that bit where i'm just you know verbally picking my nose for like 20 minutes and just talking absolute rubbish yeah leave that in that'll be great leave that in i'm I'm done i'm done with it i just never want to hear my own voice again
1: my problem was, was knowing that i had like oh that was you know 30 minutes in. i remember i did a really stupid laugh and uh knowing that I was going to have to hear that again and potentially edit it out, I was just like, no, I can't, I can't do this every episode. I'm going to I'm gonna micromanage <laughs> it into the ground. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I can't hear... I have the same thing. I cannot hear my own voice. Like, if I hear my own voice, it's like, I'm good. I can't. But it would be like, I'd be so weird. I'm like, always weirded out whenever I hear my voice in anything. Like, when I've listened to podcasts I've done, I just go,
0: like, this is too weird. This is way too weird for me. It is strange. We're not doing a great job of selling our own podcast to people <laughs> here. We're going Yeah, we hate each other's voices. We hate our own voices and uh everything is well, terrible. It's honesty is
2: honesty <laughs> appreciating this sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, we all hate our own voices. Please love us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Please please you don't hate us <laughs> listeners. We love you. We love, we love you, you and your voices.
2: We love your voices. We we, we we like you all. You're all great people. We just hate our own voices. We but we're lovely people, we just hate
0: own <laughs> anyway, right. So I was going <laughs> to we'll move swiftly on from that, um, <laughs> and we were going to talk. I was going to talk about comics because this is a comics podcast. But <laughs> no, it's I, I not cannot,
1: it's a podcast
0: about podcasts. It's behind the curtain, people. We're peeking behind the curtain, and it's just filled with terrible voices. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh! Oh, man. That's oh, that's <laughs> he's dead. He's he's dead over there. <laughs> he's, dead.
0: he's dead. He's gone. Okay. Uh, just, just, leave. Just, just Just I'm just, good. Just, I'm just back. <laughs> Okay, so um, I can't I can't talk about comic books because I need to talk about Pokemon with someone, um, and that is, and that is unfortunately you two people because. You are right here with me right now. And uh, it's consumed me to the point where I was kind of scared about doing a comic book podcast when I've not actually read any comics for the last week and a half. (laughs) I just thought, oh, man, I'm going to have to do something. I have read comics now. I am prepared. I know what I'm doing. But, man, man, I caught a a squirtle today. And that is possibly the weirdest sentence I've said. But I caught it in the park and I did a mini fist bump. (laughs) <laughs> and someone looked at me and I don't know what was worse the people that looked at me really funny or the people that looked at me really like happy for me and it's just like oh man yeah, yeah you caught a squirrel up. yeah it's like this is the world I live in now I I, I caught a diglet in a grocery store today I, I was
2: at a grocery store and I was just like and, there, and there's like there's this blank spot of a diglet I'm going there's a diglet in here where's the diglet <laughs> and then right near the self checkout there's a diglet and I'm like
0: like, it's like did you freeze you like you didn't want to scare it away like it was a real thing because i've <laughs> done like, that before i've definitely you start done talking it. a little word. really you start lowering your voice because like don't don't anger it don't frighten it <laughs> don't
2: anger it don't too fast in here <laughs> yeah and then i found a cat ga- and then it's like and then if i like posted on twitter excitedly filling my comic store found a ghastly and a bulbasaur That's and an awesome. austin and a they, cool. i got bulbasaur the ghastly and the Audish, and i was like yes And then what was it? And then, and then, and then the rest of the time there, as per everyone else plays Pokemon Go, my life was Pidgey.
1: (laughs) That's going to become like like a new, a new curse word. (laughs) Yeah.
0: May you forever be filled with Pidgeys. (laughs) Egg may curse you, Pidgey.
2: And of course it does have my favorite Pokemon Go meme, which is the Pidgey on the, uh, on the stove with the eggs. (laughs) <laughs> oh. that have you seen that <laughs> no it is the best because you know, there's like someone finds a pidgey on their stove and it's like and the pidgey just and just and that's a piggy looking over at the eggs and then looking back at the person <laughs> and i'm like that is the most beautiful being oh, and <laughs> beautiful and awful bee i have ever seen my,
1: my favorite uh pokemon go encounter recently was i went to the library and uh check out some comics and um our library has a Bulbasaur problem and <laughs> I think we caught like five Bulbasaurs there and I'm like wow. standing outside like I had, I just picked up like a massive the Animal Man omnibus and like just like a bunch of heavy books and I'm standing there like with them all in my hand like trying to catch these Bulbasaurs like, <laughs> I just kind of look like such an idiot <laughs> but it's Bulbasaur so what can you do so
0: it's exactly. be done. I would I'm still not I seen said... a Bulbasaur
1: I would kill for Bulbasaurs.
2: All I got is freaking Pidgeys, Pidgeys, and Ratatattas, and freaking Weedles. And it. Like, yeah. all I got. And it's like, that's why the It's like really funny when you hear, like, have you seen the poke? Have you seen the, the poker rap video someone made? No. Uh, pidgey, Pidgey, Ratatat, 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 Weedle. <laughs> and it's like, and it's and it like, it it and <laughs> that is. Like if you live in a somewhat rural area, pretty much your Pokemon life is Pidgey, Ratatata, Ratatat, and Weedle. And you might yeah. get a Caterpie. Or a drowsy. Or maybe I got a Meowth. I was happy about getting a Meowth. <laughs> and then I found like one magic carp near a fountain. That was awesome. Like the only like I've only found like one magic carp near a fountain. Oh, and then, then- ninety nine
0: if you're gonna catch a if you're gonna evolve it. <laughs>
2: it's like oh i'd be like i have to i, th- I saw how many they to get a gear and i looked i just looked at it and i went no i yeah but you you evil evil game
0: that's really similar to the to the original games isn't oh it? yeah like, yeah it is to get totally Gyarados. true
2: to that <laughs> yeah i looked at it, i'm like Dang it. Like, at least the Pidgeys can get Pidgeotes out the wazoo. Like, I, I can pretty much get, I like, I like you I actually was saying, well, we have all these Pidgeys, so at least we're gonna have like, the almighty Pidgeotes. It's like the Pidgeots to rule over all. <laughs> it's like, no, we will have the ultimate Pidgeot army. We might get slaughtered, but we earned these Pidgeot army. Darn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, back on track with comics. then. We'll get there eventually. dig
1: ourselves (laughs) out of the rabbit hole.
0: I I felt just like I had to get that out of my system a little bit. Just talk with someone about Pokemon. Support group meeting. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Hello, my name is Matt, and I'm a Pokeholic.
2: (laughs) What level are you, by the way? What level are you on?
0: I'm level 17.
2: I am 14. (sighs) I feel like a lowbie. I'm eight because I don't really have any great Pokemon opportunities. Like, I actually got to wander around a little bit today around my local library. And mm. see what I do is if I can't really find any Pokemon, I just hit all the Pokestops up and I just start Pokestopping left and right. So I have an unholy amount of Pokeballs. because <laughs> I just keep fighting all these Pokestops. Like I was in downtown Lebanon and there's just like a very historical district here in my area. So, of course, there's landmarks out the wazoo. So you just like walk or Pokestop walk. There was another PokeStop, and you just keep walking and fighting PokeStops left and right. The funniest one, though, I did give me my first random Pokemon Go conversation. Like, are you fighting over that gym? No. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're okay. And it was even you had a Captain America shield like like backpack on or something. I was going, okay, you're one of my people. That's cool. So this is a cool. This is, this is a very cool oh little God. chat. I and I was just telling. I was like, are you like it's supposed to be a really easy gym? I'm like, dude. Like I sell like I'm just really collecting Pokemon. I don't really want to admit. Yeah, I'm like level eight, and I don't have. I only have like one Pokemon. It's like even remotely like fightable <laughs> and. And what was really funny is I was actually going to get my first gym battle. Like, I was about, because I had like one Pokemon, I was like enough to beat one of the pairs. I was like, ooh, I can get in a gym battle. I could try it at least. And then the server crashed. That was oh, boy! Yeah, so yeah. I just went, well, not meant to be. Screw it. And, like, the server was down like the rest of the day. I was like, darn yeah, you. I mean,
0: I mean, that's that's the biggest problem with the game, isn't it, really? The fact that the, the servers can't cope. But I mean, that's a lot of people are getting angry about it. But at the same time, it's like, right, well,. You know, the the biggest problem with the game is that people love it too much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But you got to remind yourself, it's a free game, and there are you know thousands and thousands of people using it, so it yeah, can't be yeah. perfect all I the time. No, you know, when I did get, get my first lore module
0: yesterday. Oh, really? Are you going to use it?
2: I, I'm not. I haven't used it yet because I haven't had a place to really use it at yet. Like where I've been mm. sitting long enough to really use it. So I might. So if whenever I next go to my local comic store, I might just go here. I'll use my lore module there. Have at kids? If it's like really busy in there and I see, I just go, have at. I'll just get the learn module up and everyone can just go nuts and have a blast with it. Cause that's what they've been doing there. They just been putting learn modules up every, every Wednesday. They just get a learn module up.
1: Yeah. yeah it's it's, really, it's really cool. My uh, local comic shop is a gym and I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen come in and just like hang out on their phones. And one girl came in and said, Hey, I got to come support my gym and came and bought some books. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's kind of cool from a business standpoint, like, like, I mean, our, our shop owner, nicest guy ever thrilled. He didn't have to do like anything to make this happen. And he's got, you know, extra people coming into the shop now that, you know, are, are getting to love comics. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) someone had registered it for ingress i guess and uh it it, uh, you know poured it over to this so
2: yeah yeah and
1: it works it really does does. people like just they love it
2: they're having a ball with it
0: yeah you do see loads of um you see loads of pictures on twitter and facebook of like companies or like coffee houses and things that have put signs outside saying you know drop a lure here and get 10 percent off you know and things like that
2: i found a bakery around my area that's selling that's selling pokeball cookies
1: oh that's cute and then um, I
2: saw, and because they have a Pokestop right outside their bakery, then I found all my area, all the water towers are Pokestops. <laughs> so this is what one person, I saw one person did. It was in Lebanon, this, and the same place, Lebanon, is like the person's driving around, goes, swipes the Pokestop, and then just leaves. I'm like, why what? They, they're Pokemon ain't. Because <laughs> it's like they are totally Poké as like you could always tell when they just drive, because all I to do is just drive by, flip the, flip the Pokestop, and then go. Drive but, yeah. by. I've seen it, but I. But my funny is when I have I've I've only had one Pokemon. I've had two Pokemon run away from me. One I already had the Pidgeotto, and then the second one, the first, but and then I had the Abra run away from me. I was like, "Dang it!" Like it's it's like that also, Abra mocks me.
1: Also typical from decks. the game. A good a good throwback to the to the original game. There, that's what they used yeah. to do all the time.
0: Yeah, it, they were really way. hard to catch. My wife got like, an Abra in an egg, and I was so gutted because I was just like, oh, <laughs> damn it, I really want an Abra. And that's the only way to guarantee a catching one, isn't it, really, if you get it in an egg? I
2: was, I was, but I was just so cl- – I have, like – also, I have, like, nine eggs. And I, so I'm just like, well, I just need to find a day to just, can't just walk and just walk endlessly around places. I have, like, a few – I have, like, three five-kilometer ones and, like, a bunch of, like, two-kilometer ones chilling. So I'm mm. just like, well – I gotta have to start things somehow. So yeah, I, I read. Next- um,
0: I read today that it's not based on steps; it's based on GPS measurements. Oh uh, so, okay. Yeah, so it doesn't. So if you walk in a circle or like walk around your house, it won't necessarily register that as steps because it's um, every time it every time it uh, refreshes your GPS, it measures the distance in a straight line. So. Huh. Um, so if you walk in a straight line, like you walk down the road, that's great. But if you potentially walked around a small park, uh, it wouldn't necessarily measure the the circumference of the park. It would measure the distance, the shortest distance between where you were and the last time it measured you. If that makes sense,
2: hmm. huh. interesting. That's exactly
0: how Ingress used to do it. Um, so that must be you know that must be similar to what it does now, which is why people were saying like, oh, I went for a I went for like a ten k run. And or I went for a ten k walk or whatever, and my ten k egg didn't hatch, and it's still saying like eight point seven or something, and people are like saying, "Oh, that's a jip. oh, it's obviously broken." It's like it's it, that I think that it's because uh, you know they were they were it wasn't it's not measuring steps, it's not a pedometer. That is so weird. That is yeah. so very it's, weird. It's it's fascinating and boring at the same time. <laughs> I've, managed, I've managed that successfully. <laughs> <laughs> so Wes, you um, you are on SDCC watch tonight. Yeah, there you haven't are... really been
2: a lot. Of, I've been actually. I was actually looking up some stuff before, but like I was trying to go on CBR before I went on this, but CBR, but Comic Resources is kind of a nightmare. Is it like it's like an as like an ad nightmare?
0: Ah, uh, I see. I don't, I've not right been on CBR in ages. About,
2: that's probably a good reason why you haven't been on CBR in ages. Because <laughs> that might be why. Yeah, it, it's been ad nightmare. Ooh, mm. USPS oh, has got go. Wonder Woman stamps coming this October. <laughs>
0: There we go. That's something. So, so when we're recording so, uh, this, listeners, uh, it is uh, it's Thursday night. So SDCC San Diego Comic Con is just about to start, really, isn't it? By the time this goes live, it, you'll probably be listening to this at least on Monday. So uh, breaking news for us about stamps. That's probably not going to yeah, be the biggest I news of the weekend.
2: Was, I thought that was really neat because I'll so I'll probably be. It's probably not exactly not SDCC news. It's just. That's cool. Oh, they're, yeah. releasing, they're releasing stamps, but they'll be they're supposed to be unveiled on Saturday at SDCC. So yay! Yeah.
0: But I mean, that news on its own is not enough for me to call this a San Diego Comic Con special episode. There's really not us, much right so now. So to be. They, We are going to talk about stamps, uh, do you have any so predictions? Really, I do you have any like, ideas? Uh,
1: I don't know. So far, the only thing I've seen that's gotten me super hyped is that Deadly Class is going to be a TV show, which is pretty awesome.
0: Oh yeah. That that
1: is, uh, that's definitely one of my favorite books right now. And, uh, even though I'm probably like six issues behind on it, it's just so incredible and that is cool news. So
0: yeah, it's, uh, the Russo brothers, isn't it? That's, uh, that's taking it on.
1: I don't know. I just, I've only seen flashes of just that it's happening and got me super excited.
0: I think so. I think it's the Russo brothers. I
1: would yeah. I mean, I, I trust you. So (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that was that, that was easy <laughs> see what else i can tell you yeah, uh, where's yeah, yeah. you're an sdcc watch go and go and check that fact for me be my fact hang checker
2: and <laughs> hang on i've, I've got a laptop right them.
0: here but i'm drunk on power right now it's great
2: <laughs> okay hang on yep go going anthony russo it's, on, I, it, it's oh, yeah. confirmed because it's on deadline so they pretty much all hit around the same time like comicbook.com and deadline.com pretty much hit right at the same time so
0: yay so well, against my better my better wishes you it turns out you can trust me that's it's great news for everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, we just, networks, now <laughs> yeah, we just need to
0: know which yeah.
2: networks now we just need a network which networks going to carry it because that series will probably be scary huge when it hits uh, whatever network gets a hold of it It'll be a yeah. huge
1: series. It's, it's got to be violent too. It's got to be violent and filled with you know the angst and everything. So I, I I hope it gets put on a premium network just for for that reason alone. But I,
2: yeah, either it'll be and if it's going to be cable, it'll probably be either be AMC or yeah. FX. Yeah,
1: that's
2: true. And I
0: hope it's like styled on Wes Craig's art as well because absolutely. Oh God! Love yes, <laughs> oh that'd be gorgeous. <laughs>
1: They could do something with like the coloring and and just oh that'd be that'd oh be that fantastic. would be cool
2: like play around yeah. with
1: because who is it it's Lee Loffridge on colors I think
0: Wes check the facts
2: check it, what
1: is check it, it.
0: <laughs> check, the, check the colorist for uh, Deadly Class this He's is
1: great. freaking insane whoever oh, more, it is on there I yeah, think the, it's, I the think colors it's Loffridge.
0: are amazing so yeah the colors make
1: Capture that '80s vibe and, and
2: on. Uh, oh, uh Lee Lo- Lee. I'm gonna butcher his last name. The sin. Lee
0: Nicky, What's his last name?
1: I, I don't know. I said Lawridge, but I'm Lohridge. making up Is it Lawridge?
0: I I, <laughs> I, <am going> <laughs> I have probably already butchered it. I
1: told you. It was,
0: We'll say all three and then I can retroactively <laughs> edit out the two wrong ones once we figure out which one is wrong. Right. One
1: of these things is not like us, the other. One of us just randomly <laughs> saying his last name in the middle of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> someone is going to get it right.
2: Between the three of us, one of us is going get it right.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're fine. We'll cover it. It's fine.
2: <laughs> like, really, That's... right now, you're going to laugh. Like, probably one of the things I really can't wait to uh, see whenever it hits. It's like whenever, what what they're going to do with the WWE comics when whenever Boom announces them. Probably end up going to be either tomorrow or Saturday that they announce what they're going to do with WWE comics. I'm kind of curious oh, about yeah. that. So they're and they like a,
0: a big joined universe thing. Supposedly, or just have loads of miniseries. I
2: mean, it's supposed to be like a bunch of, and they're going to be like doing, I mean, you got a weird, like the stuff I'm excited for is like really weird oddball stuff, like the WWE comics or like what they're going to do with the Hasbro stuff with the revolution thing at IDW or like, like some of them are like the DC stuff. I'm kind of waiting for more word on. Cause I haven't really announced anything yet. Like DC only announced like a little bit of this and that, but nothing there really has not been a lot yet. it's kind of like, ah, just give me some more stuff to work with here guys. Like, yeah. oh, I, I want to talk more SEC. I just don't have a lot to work with yet outside of
0: Um, So let's review some comics then. Um, Sweet. uh, Nikki, what is the comic you want to review?
1: Uh, I wanted to talk about Black Hammer number one from this week. Um, It's uh, written by Jeff Lemire and uh, drawn by Dean Ormston and colored by Dave Stewart. Uh, And uh, the letter, I think, was Todd Klein. It was super awesome. Um, I wrote a long review for it on Comicosity and pretty much just like... I don't know, saying his praises all over the internet because this is this is some Jeff Lemire writing at at his finest. So um, I was I was very pleased with this comic. Did you guys get a chance to to read it?
0: Yeah, I read it. uh, I read it this evening, in fact, um, and uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was on kind of my radar anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, absolutely, really loved it. It was really good. Did you, Wes? It's a cool book. That that's the reviews, people. Let's go. Let's move on to the next one.
2: <laughs> I, didn't really, I, didn't want, I was trying not to interrupt anybody. So I was going. It's a really Sorry. cool book. <laughs> uh, you no, know, I really like what I was going because I, Nikki, you were like Wes. What read Black Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'll. And so I was like, like I gotta read. I was like, okay. So I was so I was reading Black Hammer. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. It's a. It's got a wicked. It's got a really oddball premise because it's like at first you're kind of like.
0: Huh. Yeah, we should, okay. ex- we should explain so, the
2: premise. So, like, yeah, go for it, Nikki.
1: I was going to say. So the, the way that I think of describing this is, it's like a, it's like a golden age heart with kind of like a new age dystopian twist like with kind of how you know our media and our literature has shifted so much towards looking at the future as the scary thing whereas with the golden age it was certainly a much more hopeful era and uh it's kind of a fun clashing of that with this uh they have like these group of golden age superheroes ex-superheroes who have uh retired uh in a sense onto a farm and uh someone is going to try to seek them out is basically the, the the premise of the first issue um there's a lot of character interactions between these like incredibly kooky characters and um, just kind of a whole like it's, it's it's a lot of world building in the first issue. So mm-hmm. um, not a whole lot of like big plot movement, but um, but super fun.
0: Yeah, really fun. I think um, we we're just talking about uh, obviously Deadly Class being a TV show. I think this would make a really good TV show because it feels like it's, it's very like I think Jeff Lemire is like uh, he's very good at pacing. And I think mm-hmm. this this is paced very much like a TV show, and I think like the kind of the concept of it. Dysto- I, I called it dystopian superheroes, but it's not it's almost not quite that really. It's almost like um, I don't really know how to describe it, which is great for a, a podcast about <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's,
1: the, the, the,
2: it's really hard to define it. Mickey, you probably had the best way of defining it. It's like it's so it's like a golden age. Night like very science, like also the sciencey silver age stuff, and then you get and then like the modern age, and then like and then sort of like and then like as you the new age twist on it, it's like okay, it kind of hybrids so many different ideas. But it's like, what if all these different ideas get shoved and get put into and get they're pretty much like on this farm, retired in some way? And it's like, so it's like definitely it's going to be interesting to see how this came together So they pretty much tell you. In the book, okay, something big happened and they're here, but why? And then, and it's like, but then you get, oh, and you only get just the slightest hint of, okay, something happened here, but we don't know exactly why
0: but yeah so, some some big kind of superhero do. event happened didn't it that kind of caused these these five heroes like golden age style heroes to now live a uh, like a life on a farm really like a yeah. le- less than like less than a rich fulfilling life you know it's much less it's just they're just existing aren't they really
1: well, yeah I well, mean, this was just super fun i mean i think the characters are are so well fleshed out already in this first issue and just uh, it gave me I, I wrote about this in my review a little bit but it gave me a lot of the same like feelings as when i opened up manhattan projects for the first time Ooh, um a and just kind of uh the, the way that the characters themselves are so interesting but you know so little about them but you learn like just all these little folds of their character through their interactions and uh i kind of hope that the story continues that way um but you know you know i'm, I'm on board for whatever jeff lemire does so
0: yeah that's always true definitely yeah. And I think like yeah. <laughs> anything he does. And I think like they do he does a really good job. Because it's a it's a trope <laughs> that we've seen before, even in things like Incredibles. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's mm-hmm. the kind of idea of superheroes that once were great but are now trying to live a normal life for for various reasons. And um right. what what this does is is you know it, it does jump you straight into the story and it introduces you to all the characters, but it does it in such a realistic way that it feels like you're you are coming in halfway through the story or even at the end of the story and that's that's a really smart way to do it because for the first half of the book two-thirds of the book even it's you know we are at the end of the story and they have you know some of the characters have accepted that some of them haven't um but then you know it's kind of how the story then progresses for the for the last part of the book that makes you think, oh, okay, this this is the end of something, but the start of something else, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah, that
2: fits because I, I kind of like how when they ended, I'm like,
0: oh, so there's like, so
2: it's like it almost leads you to think that something really like it's like something good, but also something really bad happened in process. I'm like, no, something good happened, but they still had to retire. But why did they have why? And it really does fascinate me because it, and it's. I, it definitely. I like the Incredibles thing because it does give you that Incredibles vibe, just subverted and twisted on its head,
0: mm. and with much yeah, more, it's a more serious take.
2: And it's much more of a serious take. But like a very like probably my oddball favorite characters is probably either the um, let's see, Barbary a lot of fun. The um,
1: Colonel Weird ha- has my heart. So Colonel Weird's fun that, that's why <laughs> I his name is like Incredibles. So
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, Do you relate he's to so him. <laughs>
1: I can't relate to him, but I, <laughs> I like, lo- I do love his. Just he's just insane. And I was reading the list of of the characters to my partner, and I was like, oh my god, you're gonna love this. There's a dude named Colonel Weird. Like how are you? Like how can you not love that? So
0: his premise, his whole concept is in his name. It's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just it's just typical Lemire. So it's yeah. yeah. It's so fun. And it looks beautiful, too. I mean, Dean Ormsdum is probably like the best pick that they could have had for a Jeff Lemire book because his style is so similar to Lemire's like own art style that it just really it just it, it, it nails that tone, I think, because of that. Like it's it's I think he can do things the way that Jeff Lemire might have been envisioning them when he wrote this. Mm. So it's just it's just it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's just I, realistic yeah, enough to make the to make the extraordinary seem super weird right. like there's a there's and a page I, go on sorry
2: sorry like but that's like when i saw colonel weird that was why i kind of like silver age because yeah. the super science like the yeah. adam strange sort of character like adam strange adam sort of thing barbarian and it's like so it's like in barbarian kind of like this silver age Kind of like the oddball like kind of silver agey Adam kind of like so a little bit of a hybrid of that and, and then it's like and then it's sort of like it's that little hybrid there. And Matt, what page was it you were talking about? You're about sorry.
0: Uh, which one? The um the the realistic and weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a page turn um where um Abraham Slam, who's sort of the main kind of character, or at least like kind of our our window into the universe, um where he walks back into the farmhouse um and as soon as he goes into the kitchen it's like it's start it's it's all been kind of just an old man on a farm and there's been a young girl that kind of has flown off so that's the weirdest thing you've seen but she's just kind of taken off which you know is what it is and then the page turn and he goes into the kitchen and there's uh there's like a weird kind of skinless man at the at the uh, the kitchen table there's uh there's a robot making breakfast with a spatula. Um because, you know, why wouldn't he have a spatula? And um and Colonel Weird has like kind of floating ethereally through the through the uh <laughs> the sideboard and he's just basically his just head is afloat and it's just all in one all <laughs> in one uh panel. And then at the bottom is just got Abraham Slam and he's just sighing. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh, like this is my <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> the weird talk I like the i don't I like i like the Talkie walkie
0: Talkie walkie that's the robot isn't it yeah the yeah. robot
2: i i'm a sucker for fun robots i like robots yeah yeah. i'm a sucker for them and Talkie walkie was like it kind of like kind of like had my heart it was like like curl weird Talkie walkie always pretty much kind of stole this book and ran with it like in mm. there because they were just having a ball with it but i always like abraham slam kind of being the oh boy i have the weirdest little group i have to deal with don't i like i used <laughs> yeah. to have the weird the, the oddball eccentrics or is and the t- the robots trying to keep everyone kind of like in a weird sense of line or and i have to be like the one kind of keeping people in check too or and then and then it's like and then i have all everything else to be set up here and it's like okay it's definitely like a very neat little mix of genres happening here, and i kind of like and i like where this is going i mean i was just like wow this is really good yeah this it's a great really start. A solid solid title and it's very. It's compelling, engaging. There's so, and it's kind of, and and the reason why I'm trying, I'm also trying to play a little bit of extra stuff. like, there's so much here, and it's like so much like, want when it kind of, it has a book almost like it pretty much begs to be experienced. It's like, yes, please read this. Like, you really, you'll get a really better grasp of what we're going for here because it's like it's very much like okay, because you got all these characters working together, but into a larger plot line. But it's like as they come together, that's when you go, oh wow, because first you got this really likable cast of characters, and then then. Bam! Then you see, then right the larger plot line kicks in. Then you're like, "Well, I'm in for issue two. Jeff Lemire, have my money, please.
0: Yep. <laughs> please Hi, Jeff. Please
2: take, my money. Money. take my money now, Jeff.
0: Don't make promises like that over the air. I've told you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Lemire wants my money. He can have it. It's, it's cool.
0: Oh, oh God, that's a verbal contract. Is that is what that is? <laughs>
2: Hi, Jeff Lemire. You can have my money. I will buy your books.
0: We know he I will listens. Dark
1: Horse does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he probably doesn't. I'm gonna go out on a that,
1: that would, be weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'd be
2: interesting.
1: I was, I was gonna say, uh, Dark Horse has been starting to get some pretty great independent uh creator-owned books again because um it's a little off topic but they just they just put out that department H book um or depth whichever way you want to read it uh with it Matt took me Kins. way too um,
0: long to get that uh, to get that yeah, joke yeah
1: same here, <laughs> same here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and that that is that's another just incredible creator-owned book that's mm. in the style of of you know the mysterious and you know kind of haunting sci-fi that this feels like and i like that they're they're putting books like that out again i feel like it's been you know maybe mind management's just been off the off there for too long now even though it was not even that
0: long like a year
1: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it felt like an eternity so
0: <laughs> yeah this felt a lot like um umbrella academy in a weird way like it had yeah. that kind of weird like kind of dysfunctional family which is kind of sweet but ultimately quite destructive kind of vibe to it and that was was that dark horse
1: I uh yeah, dark horse. i think it was yeah i yeah, think it, it
0: was yeah, yeah yeah so there we go yeah brilliant so that's a good book uh where's what uh what's the book you're gonna what you want to review it was an,
2: it's another dark horse book it was funny Nikki was talking about and i'm like i just read this and i that's why i just got the first two issues of this uh fred valenti fred valenti writes it um uh, you're like you i'm gonna butcher this name but you <laughs> you 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 uh villanova Seriously, Nobody you help him.
1: The, <laughs> you
2: you butcher it too.
1: You sounded and, excited to butcher it.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm going to butcher I'm this.
1: Butcher this so good.
2: <laughs> it looks so good, but I'm going to butcher the name. I am sorry. Sorry, Fred Van you listen to this. I I'm i trying to pronounce your artist. Today, so, but
0: it's he, not Fred Van Lente you have so I, to apologize to.
2: It's Fred Van Fred Lente is writer of it, and okay. The artist is a you If I think I'm close enough, Guillu Villanova. I got the, not the last name right, but I just not sure of the first name. Uh, but then the <laughs> That wasn't a the name, that was a mumble. And then the <laughs> and then the art and then the colors are by Mauricio Wallace and Josean Gonzalez, and the letters are by Nate Piecos of Blombat. I really I really like this. It's the best way to describe weird detective is the first the first part of this book is you get to learn about this guy named uh, on, a, uh Sebastian Green. He's like the super cop detective. He's like probably one of the but he's very eccentric. And they all and their explanation, he's from Canada. <laughs> he's and he gets and he gets his new partner and and his new and his and his new partner's kind of like, it's her name, Son, Sonia Fayez. Sonia Fayez, and she's very much and she's and she's kinda of like his new partner. And she he's like, what? I get a new partner? I, I work better alone here. And I think it's just gonna be one of those stories where like, okay, this guy has really he's really good detective skills, he doesn't really like working alone. Then you realize he's he's like possessed he's like a part of this like weird race of we're not sure if they're aliens or not but they're basically and and they're dealing with like a weird like otherworldly infestation of some sort that's coming from and it's very love and it's very much related to Lovecraft so it's Lovecraftian horror mixed in with a detective story and with a very twisted sense of humor and it's absolutely delightful. It's so damn delightful. I mean, this, when you, when I because the first issue is double size, so you pretty much get a good idea of what everyone's about here. I, mean, you get I like them to do that. Three ninety nine double size. They didn't do four ninety nine. They ain't, they ain't, they didn't do that too yet. They gave me <laughs> a double size for three ninety nine, and that's what I thought was awesome.
0: You're turning into a uh, the talk show presenter again, where you're trying to sell me a product like late night late night adverts. <laughs> You're like it's not, it's not, it's not three ninety nine, folks, it's not four ninety nine. I
2: don't even mean to do that. It's just, it's just the sales minute. When I get, when I actually have to be the one that kind of. But this more has an odd premise to it because it does really mix together two like a but like a love like a very like a horror like a horror thing with a with a comedy because I mean the guys is really funny when they have the when they to back home and his best friend talks to the cat and the cat's like who he talks to about all his stuff that's going on in his life all
0: and, right
2: and it's really funny the cat talks back to him and the cat's like sort of like his you know i i only care to a point you, you realize this right i just it's like it's like, it's a cat it's like how you would think a cat would talk to another human it's like you know i only care to a point right and it's just like, and, it's like yes. and now you make switch my head <laughs> and i'm like this is so adorable so it's so weirdly adorable like it's such adorable, but then you like but then you start getting into like, the larger plot, like, oh my god because there's a no, little like I'm only trying to it's really get cool how like you tell the characters, then you kinda get the idea, because he already knows what's going on. He already knows that, okay, why is why he's got this new partner, why everything's happening. He's just like, I don't need this right now. I got I got other things to do. I don't need this murder rap. I don't need I know what this burger's connected to. I know what's going on. Get this thing away from, get, this is all we, I got other stuff to do. And <laughs> then he starts, so, and then, so you get the good idea what, so within the two weeks, you get a good idea about him, Sana, and I, I really like these, it's really kick-ass character, building. Like, I, have always liked Ben Lentz, because any the, I've ever seen Ben Lentz work on anything, I've never had a bad time with Ben like, I liked his work on Incredible Hercules with uh, Greg Pak.
0: Yeah, I that was great. Liked his,
2: I, I've liked a lot of his stuff he's done for, for Valiant, and... Yeah. So, so that's kind of neat what they're doing. Like Dark Horse has said, "Hey, Ben, love, did you do this weird book? There's this book that's basically just you, Bixby, and love again. This Lovecraftian horror book mixed in of a cop within a, within a crime cop drama comic. Sure, go for it. Have fun. Okay, <laughs> have, have fun with this. And it's like, and it's like it should. It's, it really, it really explains like this guy has hypersenses, and he also has these all these cool little abilities. And it's like this is really cool, and everything's introduced step by step, and it's not, and it's not like just everything." So it's, it's, just, it's just sort of like build it on you. It's like it's getting a little bit stranger, a little bit stranger. And then it just throws the weird at you. Like mm. right at the end of like, Oh, here you go. Have at it. Like, <laughs> this is getting this is where we're getting. This is the book really why we have all we're detective kids. This is it.
0: Did like, you read yeah. this, nicky <laughs> oh.
1: I haven't read it. Uh, I am flipping through it now, though, because West totally sold it on me. Or <laughs> sold it to me. And uh, I and flipping through and like halfway through there's a dude getting sucked into a toilet so yeah i'm pretty much much in for this now so (laughs) that's that's, that that speaks to me in ways i can't even explain so (laughs) it's it's funny
2: it's funny when they they call it and the the book also sets up everything pretty hilariously because i'm trying to only explain the loosely bits because like the bits that are already kind of explained in the book like kind of like we'd be like in a solicit and I'm thinking, okay. Like the Lovecraft stuff is in there. But it's really weird how they set. it it's really odd and I say well, weird way too much because so it bizarre. looks for a detective. It, it but it's it very bizarre. Thank you, Nikki. And <laughs> but it's very bizarre how they set this together. But I really like how it's un it's not even being afraid to just go completely nuts on you and have a ball with it. Well not so nuts that you're like it takes you out and it's like it's just plain it's just plain nuts to play nuts. No, it pretty much when it has a serious moment though it it can be pretty deadly serious mixed in with when the guy talks to his cat friend and it's like like these bizarre these bizarre oddball moments and then you get this other moment like oh and there was dude and he sucked down a toilet well okay here we are and and it's not and it's played for ser- it's played for part laughs and part oh that poor guy yeah wow, and it's played into another bigger storyline to a storyline as it goes on played into like mm-hmm. so, like there's a wider storyline happening here and so it's like issue two is when the story really starts getting like really starts kicking in and you're like man i cannot wait for this i really cannot wait for the next issue of this so as that where dark horse is like i realized wow that's a funny matt we were saying last three last episode, was, like we need to make this less dc Last like the last two other like dc dc way too deep now it's like this yeah. week we went i made it i made a concerted effort to pretty much go no dc We'll just, <laughs> I'm just gonna buy it as like, well, cool. We got a Dark Horse. Perfect. We're good. We we differentiated a little bit here. Yeah, we stayed away from, from like, the, uh,
0: big two completely now. We've uh, now we're
2: pretty much talking about Lovecraft horror and Lovecraftian horror and crime and a superhero book that turns everything up upside down. That's yeah. pretty
0: awesome. You don't see people getting sucked down the toilet in a DC comic book. That's for certain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if they did. Maybe they'd sell more copies. So. Oh, yeah. We'd, we'd be right back
0: to talking about them again.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Re- <laughs> rebirth has been really good, though. I, I didn't um, read any of the Rebirth yet this week, but uh, it's it's been great. So that was that was not meant as a knock at them. So <laughs> no, not No, I, I, I read a few <laughs> of Rebirth, too.
0: Yeah, that's why we talked about it so much, because we have been really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I figured, so.
0: And what did I read, I just read, um,
1: I like, I read... Did you
2: read the the Batgirl Birds of Prey thing yet? Not yet. No, okay. I'm not. Well, boy, that's a. But like, I read. Um. What was it? I. You know, I've been. I really am digging Batman right now. I really am digging the hell out of Batman.
0: I've not read that's, issue three of that
2: yet. Oh, that's been a fun storyline. I really like what they're good- about. I like. I like Nightwing. I realize I'm like. I never realized I'm. Like, I never thought I'd become such a Batbook person again. But I am getting him a Batbook person again, real fast, because they're all mm. solid books so far. Like Detective and Batman are just top notcheries right now.
0: Well, I think um, Dan DeDio said today that uh, Rebirth, all of the titles that are now out in Rebirth, are selling four times more than they were in the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which obviously he would <laughs> say that. You know, obviously, you know, yeah. the product we are making is great. Breaking news, <laughs> but you know, it's we're it's still interesting. We're books <laughs>
2: yeah people are actually are really ha- are selling books and they're overall pretty happy about our books right now it's like right now dc's is going yes people are happy for books again and then yes. what was really funny is then they announced that uh which didn't shock me at all when they said oh yeah every the jim lee issue yeah jim lee didn't pencil all the issues so pencils like like 13 pages and then we have like a seven page like backstory like with a different artist so i'm like oh, not yeah. shocked getting jim lee to do like full books right now would be tough as nails considering he's the co-publisher it's like yeah yeah i can see that see why he needs an extra bit of help on that book so
0: yeah it makes sense good, good, good
2: play on that
0: so anyway i want to talk uh, briefly about um the uh, review the comment that i, mean, I want to review it's um i went a bit back and forth on this because i'm cheating a little bit i didn't um I didn't actually review any current comics, uh, although the trade for this does come out. I think it's either this week or next week. Um, and it's Plutona. So it's another Jeff Lemire book. Um, and it's um, five issues. And it's uh, written by Jeff Lemire. It's um, art by Emmy Lennox and colours by Jordi Belair. Letters by Steve Wands, I think. Yeah, Steve Wands. Uh, have you guys read this?
1: I have read the first two issues of it and I, uh, I share, I share comics with my partner and they were in her stack for a long time. So <laughs> uh, that would be why I did not get around to reading the rest of it yet. Um, but I definitely plan to, cause I loved what I read of it so far.
2: I read the first issue. I liked it. I not having a chance to read the, read the rest of it yet. Or I'd like, so at least I'm not feeling too alone here. It's like <laughs> right read right, right two, I right, read right,
0: one. Well, I won't spoil anything for you then. Um, but if you've read the first issue, you kinda know the premise of it, which is um it's set in the late eighties, so I think it's uh well and actually I think it's set in present day. Um but uh, it's got a feel it's got a weird kind of eighties vibe to it. I don't know if you felt that. Um, <laughs> But um, it's about these five kids that are kind of in a suburban, yeah, you know, um, suburban life that they're living um, away from the big city. And um, it's a bit of a coming of coming of age kind of drama, um, except there's superheroes. So they live outside of Metro City, which is this big superhero central. And um through one one reason or another, because storyline reasons, they stumble across um, the body of Plutona, and she's the world's greatest superhero. And uh, they come across her body in the forest, um, and it's a bit like it's a bit Stand By Me at that point. And um, one thing I loved about it is the fact that um, I just when I started reading this, I just finished watching Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, I did that and it's got a really similar vibe to it and it's like it was almost the perfect comic to read after watching strange things because again it was about these kids that were kind of um growing up in suburbia and coming across this really strange you know strange things ironically enough um that were happening to them and uh, in this case in that case it was kind of weird paranormal stuff but in this it's um it's the body of a superhero and it's uh, it's really really cool it's it's not too dark it's just got the elements of the fantastic to it uh, jeff lemire again you know we're praising him a lot this episode um mm-hmm. right, and rightly so you know this is the jeff yeah, lemire the show after all and he does <laughs> listen <laughs> hi jeff hi jeff <laughs> i love that that's our thing now that's going to be something we do every episode just to give a shout out to jeff lemire and um, that
2: is that going to be our new Matt Damon? Like, hi Matt, hi, hi Jeff Lemire. Hi Jeff Lemire. Hi Matt uh,
0: Jeff. Damon. Li- Jeff, uh, Jeff, listen to the show, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed Plutona, and it's definitely worth continuing to read. Um, it's um, there's, it's kind of that outside in approach, a bit like Astro City kind of feel, a bit like Marvels, a um, bit like something where it's not, it's got superheroes in it, but they are the characters we're focusing on are on the fringe, on the very fringe of that world. And it's just a different kind of take on that, really, which I thought was really cool um and they there's backup stories in every issue so emmy lennox uh, who's i think is a newcomer to comics um she's, does she's fantastic. done a lot of
1: her own work like she's written books like uh, emmy town written and drawn um so she does a lot of like very uh indie like fantagraphics drawn in quarterly style stuff
0: i'm definitely gonna have to check that out because yeah. I, I thought her art was fantastic in this like there's yeah, real, th- really good acting of the characters
1: for sure i think this was definitely her bigger, like, you know, first image work, as far as I know, so.
2: She also did a little bit in the, uh, a little tiny bit in the uh, Glory book, if I remember correctly. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, she did a little, she, there was like a tiny bit she did, and like, just near the end of the Glory book, that uh, that's kind of, it's kind of like an oddball, little mix, like, right, like, right near the end of the story, like, this odd little, like, quick story, quick little, like, thing Uh, she does, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I remember that right, and like, she did a, did a Glory right near the end, that's where I first saw some of her stuff oh okay like a little tiny, like a tiny, like a tiny like little like little bit in there not like a long bit just like a short bit in there but that was like huh that's
0: cool well, it's it's i really like her art and there's um there's a backup uh, feature at the end of every issue which is again written by jeff Lemire, but it's drawn by jeff Lemire as well um and it covers the um, the last adventure of Plutona. So it kind of is a little, little prequel to... Um, it's only like three or four pages at the end of every issue, but it's kind of a prequel to what's happened. And it tells you how she fell, you know, how she ended up um, in the woods, yeah. so in the forest. Um, and it's really cool because it kind of it does it trickles the information to you but it does it in the right way so you find out things as you should find them out you know so it's not like a prequel if you read if you read all of the Plutonas last adventure first it would ruin the story for you um so it's good that it's paced really well for kind of flashbacks almost so it's very well done um but yeah definitely five issues it's not much. It's an image book, so I've not seen how much it's going to be in the trade, but it's going to be probably ten dollars um, because they do a good job with their pricing. I well, think
1: it's it is it's out this week. It came. It was in the shop. Oh, is it? Ah, doing, brilliant. Yeah, it's okay. out this week. Yeah, that. so definitely a good time to talk about it.
0: Ah, see, I'm always topical. Me, I always like to keep on trend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Though so I will say like, on this Lemire this Lemire Fest episode, I would I'd say probably one of my most longest Lemure experiences. Like I, I tore through Sweet Tooth in like a short period of time once and have you guys ever read Sweet Tooth? I've oh, yes. still not read
1: it. It's so wonderful. <laughs> oh dear Lord. Oh dear Lord, Sweet Tooth.
2: Don't <laughs> put it this way. Sweet Tooth is like it, 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 it's like it it pretty much makes you it makes you smile, it gives you some laughs, and then it gives you a whole lot of tears so oh, no. a, lot,
1: a lot of gut punches going on a
2: lot of gut punches you <laughs> you you pretty much you it's like i get i can pretty much tell you oh yeah there's a lot of gut punches it's like oh it can't be that bad <laughs> no it, it's like the first time i read it i was just like oh this is i've heard it's supposed to be sad i didn't know Oh, that's up i did <laughs> not expect it to be
1: this bad
0: <laughs> good oh, God. lord this book yeah, I don't was want to read it. Or stay finished. away from it. No,
1: it's read it, read, read it, it, and it. then find a friend okay. who's read it so that you can go yeah. be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that happened." And they're just like, "Yes, yes, I know." It, go ahead, let it out, let well, it out. So, that will be you guys. <laughs> <Alex> <laughs> it, it's like it's like
2: it's like pretty much when you read Alex and Ada for the for the first time, you have to have that oh, those god, people yeah. that, oh, I that have Ada. read it and go and much go, "Yes, did you can you believe that happened?" It's like it's like that <laughs> sort of book. It's like it's like it definitely you. But man, it's such a rewarding reading experience.
1: Oh, it it definitely is. It's like oh, it's fantastic. like one of
2: those sort of books.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read that. Then that'll be my uh, my next Jeff Lemire adventure. Hi, Jeff. Sweet.
1: Do it, do it, <laughs>
0: read it, read it. <laughs> okay, so now it's our time. Well, where's this is the part of the show where we normally welcome a guest on, um, but she's already here. Holy, she's, <laughs> she's, probably, she's probably listening in right now. Oh, hi, Nikki. Hi, hi. welcome. Hi, Nikki. One thing uh, the listeners might have figured out by now is we have messed with the format. I think every single episode, um so which is good. We're still finding our feet for episode four and or five. So, uh so yeah, it's good. Welcome to the show again, Nikki. The purpose. Thank you. Uh, the this, this delay is really uh it's really making it awkward <laughs> oh man okay i'm gonna leave all this in i might as well people as well. You, you've, you've 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 learned so much about the podcasting trade uh what not to do mostly from us
2: <laughs> <laughs> what to do what not
0: to do <laughs> yeah uh, and i'm just bashing the format as well now just talking about how bad we are at formatting it brilliant okay so <laughs> the, uh, the the core the core concept of the show uh is to have a guest on and uh to get to know them through a uh a comic book that they've bought with them a bit like a uh show and tell but there's no show because it's it's all audio so uh tell and tell um so <laughs> Nikki, to get to know you, what is the comic that you've brought with you this week?
1: So I have brought with me uh, We Can Never Go Home. Uh, it's a Black Mask Studios title. Uh, it's written by Matt Rosenberg, um, <laughs> drawn by Josh Hood, um, with a litany of this great lettering from Tyler Boss, I think. And uh, it's just, it's fantastic it's matt rosenberg and uh his writing partner patrick kindlin uh wrote this and um this was kind of like the when i think of it i think about it as the book that kind of helped put black mask studios on the map Mm -hmm. um they've been doing a lot of great work prior to that um and also a lot of great work since this book uh but this is the one that i think kind of you know a lot of comic shops started to take more interest in it um after this book was so successful um Mm. But that's just an that's just an aside. Um, and,
0: well, that's interesting because, like, we talk about obviously this this show being sponsored by Jeff Lemire. But uh, <laughs> last episode last episode was almost sponsored by Black Mask because we talked about uh, what did we talk about? Was we talked about Kim and Kim? Uh, Kim and Kim. sorry about Kim and, and Kim a lot. Yeah, Jade Street Protection Services. We mentioned. Mm.
2: I still read, you know. I still i i i had not read and read Jade Street yet. I still had not gotten to read Jade Street yet, and I have it. I have it on my uh, to read pile. piles. Have not gotten to it yet. I am like, oh, I am so sorry. I need to read that.
0: <laughs> but Kim and Kim was fantastic. I really like that. Fantastic book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they
1: just uh, they they're definitely a, a publishing company that I think puts their creatives first in a way that these are stories that they seem that they love that they're telling, and I mean these are unique stories. These are. Uh, Really well put together, labor of love type stories. It seems like, um, and I'm, you know, speaking completely out my butt because I don't really know if this is <laughs> what, what actually happens with these guys. But I mean, th- reading it, this is the sense that I get, uh, which is why I I, uh, I grabbed it up as my as something I could talk about to get to know me through. So
0: so um so what uh, what made you pick this one specifically then?
1: So um, traveling back like two years or so was actually when I first started reading comics which seems crazy because it feels like it's been a part of my life forever at this point now Mm -hmm. just because of how much has taken it over (laughs) Um, but I think before this like I mean I I had comics as a kid I used to pick them up at garage sales and swap meets and stuff just to read and I loved organizing them and putting them in alphabetical order because I'm a total nerd and um Mm Just all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think the first book I picked up was Sonic, the Hedgehog, actually. And uh, that's why I didn't feel like I could talk about that because I don't remember like anything. So other than I read it like a million times that and like in the Simpsons book that I had because they were the only ones I have when I was first, you know, getting into when I was a kid. Um, so anyways, fast forward now and, and, uh, you know, two years ago was when I started getting into comics and I read a ton of great books then. I think it was around the time that Lazarus was first coming out. Um, and that was Mm. outstanding and, um, ghosted and chew were some of the first titles I picked up when I was going back, getting, you know, getting back into the comics after such a long, like 20 year break. So, Mm. but we can never go home. I think was probably the first comic that really resonated, uh, with me where I, f- I felt, I understood comics more at the point when this came out. And I felt like I could, this was the first comic where I looked at it and said, like, wow, I understand comics. And like, what's happening here is really, really cool. Like this is, this is written, you know, so well. And the art is something that I just haven't really seen anywhere. And this makes me want to make comics. And I think that was the first time that I felt that. And, and, uh, so that's kind of why I, why I picked it in a nutshell.
0: That's cool, and I think that's that's a great way of looking at it as well because it and Black Mask as a whole is is very much a studio that's making unique content, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Everything is everything is different. Like this is completely different to Kim and Kim, um, right? Right. <laughs> and it's you know in a lot of ways it's it's very similar to, to uh, Matt Rosenberg's other work, Four Kids Walking to a Bank, but at the same time it's also very different from that as well, and that's a that's another. Black Mass book, and that's that's awesome as well.
2: Right, door for kids. That that was such a good book.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this, um, why don't you explain the the premise of We Can Never Go Home?
1: So um, two teenagers, uh, Duncan and Maddie, basically to find out that they have powers um, or exposed to each other. That they have some kind of powers. Though Duncan's kind of remains a mystery throughout the story, and uh, they end up killing someone. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I really just mm-hmm. want people to read this freaking book. So, um, <laughs> but they end up killing someone, and they have to leave, and they can't go home. Thus, the title, and uh, they go on <laughs> the run, eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> they go on the run, and they get they meet up with all sorts of crazy people. Um, They, you know, meet up with government types, uh, government powered uh, people, and just kind of ends in a a very uh, uh, energetic battle um, at the end with a very an ending that that definitely leaves you wanting more because you're like, well, what the hell is going to happen next? And it's just, I know I'm not doing a great job of summarizing it because I just think that it's one of those things that like I enjoyed experiencing it because I never knew it was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think like one of the best things about Matt Rosenberg's writing and, and Patrick Kindlin together is that they, they do so many things that just feel right in the moment. I mean, like there's there's a scene in, uh, I think it's like issue two or three I can't remember where uh they're trying to find uh like a costume like a superhero costume for (laughs) uh for Maddie and they're sitting there and they're like just just ragging on like all of the superhero costumes and then in like the second printing of this book they had a whole new set of like 24 panels just ragging on on a brand new set of, of women, you know, female costumes, and, and just talking about how like you know unreasonable they are, and it's just stuff like that that I really like because I feel like it speaks to the industry, it speaks to you know a larger a larger issue, uh, social issue as well, um, with representation in comics. But it's also just super fun, and it's not preachy in any way. Uh, That's you know when it's doing this, so it's just it's just a fun book.
2: I, I agree with superhero costume scene because that I I was laughing very hard at the superhero costume scene. I was like, yeah, that that's pretty beautiful. That was a pretty magical scene right there. And <laughs> you, I love you... the usage of all the panels too. The panel work in this is phenomenal. It's like, wow. Wow. Like so many cool little layouts and giant, like giant panel work where they're like, oh, I love that.
1: I I can't believe it. I mean, he, Joshua Hood is a, is a madman in this. Like he just, there are some pages that I can't believe he fit all of those panels on the page. And, you know, they're all, they're all heads. They're, a lot of them are are talking head moments and Mm -hmm. some of them are small inlet action panels but all of them are so good, and it's just like, man, you this this is a guy who's who's going places and who has an, a fantastic work in this book.
0: Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> of pages where I think there's twenty four, twenty five panels, it's just which insane. is <laughs> insane. And we talked about Hawkeye last it last episode, and that uh, David Aja drew twenty. I think he drew twenty three, twenty four panels on a page. And I think Joshua Hood beat him in this one. So next episode, we're gonna to have to find one with twenty six panels, which is is actually, not gonna be easy.
1: <laughs> actually, I think uh, the first issue of Four Kids Walk Into a Bank beat that as well. Uh, oh no, I way. I think it had. I want to say it had. Oh god, like it had a ton. I was actually just talking to to Matthew Rosenberg about this. He came to our shop for a signing, and um, he was he was talking about this and saying that. You know, this doesn't even come from him writing it. It's, it's a lot of this is the the artists, you know, uh, taking taking what he wrote and you know people coaching them and helping them out too, and and uh, making it into this monster of a page. And I, I think Four Kids has the panel count beat. So wow.
0: that's we're gonna have to talk about that next episode. Now then, we we'll to keep going <laughs> up and up. Let's see if we can top it. Let's see how I can you top this artist? Can you top this? <laughs> yeah welcome to episode A- 12 sorrentino where we talk about two pages yeah, 52 <laughs> yeah seriously <panels.
1: laughs> I, it, yeah andrea sorrentino too though and i think it was green arrow um he also had see the green arrow or his old man logan stuff that he was doing now uh mm. just tons and tons of panels because he does panels like inside of lettering um, panels that are just like inside of other things that just just drive the panel count up to an enormous amount. So cool
0: yeah, stuff. And it it does. He does a lot of things like David Aha, where it's the panels are there to draw your eye and to lead you through the page. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Chris Samney does that a lot in Black Widow as well, where there's kind of, you know, insets almost to kind of like draw your eye and kind of bring your focus to that point and and draw you through the page. And it's fantastic kind of subtle work, really. You know, you don't the best kind of work in that sense is when you don't even notice it. It's brilliant.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Wes, you read this for the first time tonight, didn't you?
2: Yep, I. Well, it was funny. This, this is that like because I was like going, when when I when Nikki told me what book I was shoes reading. Like literally, it was like the quickest. Okay, well, I'm ordering this because like I because I didn't because I was like, well, I knew I, like I knew it wasn't I knew no one had around. I was, like, well, just wait, click, click. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna send this my way, and then I and I just read it tonight, and I just went, oh, oh, damn. Yeah, I, I did
0: exactly the I, same.
2: It's so damn good. It really is. Because what was really neat about it is, what caught my eye even further about it, like, the book was great. Awesome content. The mixtapes and soundtracks at the end were like mm. my heart and soul. Because <laughs> I, there's a few bands on here that I listen to. Like, The Jam, The Clash. Um, there was a Talking Heads bit in there with Psycho Killer. I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, come on. You get, you get Talking Heads, you get Clash, you get The Jam. And at the Ramones in there, you got the specials and got Adam. I didn't. Oh my Lord. I did not, need, I did not see Stan deliver on this until now. <laughs> oh my God. Adam and the ants. My heart. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, seriously. Yes. I'm an at Hi guys. I'm an Adam ant fan. If you, I, I'm a big fan of Adam and <laughs> the ants and Adam ant love that shit. But, but yeah, I mean, there are so many, like really this, this, like, this like mixtape and soundtrack for this book is like it's like a band like sort of like yep because how how i because it's like it kind of remind me a little bit in a weird way of a darker version of blue monday because blue monday was like have you ever read blue monday you guys no oh my there um image is re-releasing blue monday soon with uh with new colors and and it's gonna definitely get a hold of that because that was like one of my favorite books for a long time still is one of my favorite books and and it's pretty much like and it's like a kind of a coming-of-age tale it's like kind of like a very fun little uh very fun like heist like kind of like fun little high school book it's very engaging and it's but it's like but it has but also it has a lot of really cool music references in there and a lot of cool music reference in there like like that's where i first started listening to adam like adam and adam and the ants um uh let's see like the english Bee stuff like that I mean, there are a ton of different music artists that I got introduced to throughout the book, and this book, kind of, and then it's like, and then it's like, then I hear the Jam, I'm like, the Jam, the Clash, oh my, I am a happy Wesley right now. This is awesome, and and it's like, so I can, I can, I can actually, and then when I start reading, it, I start, when I start, when I saw, when I thought about the music later, when I as read the book, I'm like, this makes sense, yeah, because there's a lot of really cool elements of that in this book, because it's like it's funny, like when I think about it, like some of the panel work and some of the panel flow, like. The only part of this book is very kind of quietly unassuming. Like, okay, big stuff happens, okay. And then and then once the really big once the uh, a death happens, that's when everything just goes completely mental and it starts getting really interesting. And then it has a quiet moment where you think, oh, okay, this is gonna be like you think like, never mind, ne- never mind. It's going it's going really pear-shaped from here, but this is but this is really cool pear-shaped.
0: that, dear listeners, is unfortunately all she wrote. It's quite ironic that Wes was talking about things going pear-shaped when not 30 seconds later the show would do just that. Um, But anyway, thank you again to Nikki for joining us on the show. Uh, She's been a great guest, we had a lot of fun, um, which is partly why I've salvaged the episode as much as I can, because I didn't want to lose that conversation. If you haven't picked up We Can Never Go Home, then please do. uh, The first trade of it or the only trade of it so far is out now. Uh, There will be a second season of it I'm assured. Um, And also check out some of the other issues we uh, talked about in the show today. This was episode 4 of That's the Issue. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Soundcloud and Podbean. Uh, and also Google as well. And leave us a review while you're there, please. Uh, a review on iTunes really does help us to grow. Uh, show notes will be available via our website, which is awesomesourcecomics.com. That's S-O-U-R-C-E, as in your source for all things awesome. That's where you can find me, as that's my blog, and also find me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Lune, M-A-T-T-L-U-N-E. Uh, You can find our guest, Nikki Sheerah, she is on Twitter at 5XX5, that's F-I-V-E-X-X-F-I-V-E. You can also find her on Comicosity, where she uh, does a lot of reviews on there. Uh, some great content there to read. You can find Wes at Geek Who Landed on Twitter, and that's also the name of his website, which is GeekWhoLanded.com. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us. The address is That's The Issue Podcast at Gmail.com. Really welcome all of your feedback, any questions, uh, anything you want to talk about. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with the next episode. That's it for us. See you next time. X-Men!